Coming up, we are in for a feast of good football on Thanksgiving. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You are listening to Locked On Game to Game NFL, local experts previewing all of the matchups for you in week 12 of the NFL season. I am your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. We start out with those Turkey Day games. The Detroit Lions have the longest winning streak in the NFL right now. That's going to be put to the test big time on Thanksgiving when they take on Buffalo in their second straight game in Detroit. Locked on Lions tells you how to make sure Buffalo doesn't get too comfortable in its temporary home. The Detroit Lions must contain Josh Allen in the run game if they want to knock off the Bills on Thanksgiving. I'm Matt Derry, host of the Locked on Lions podcast. Certainly, we know how good Buffalo's offense is. And with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox, the Lions secondary is going to be tested. But can they contain Josh Allen on the ground. No Jeffrey Okuda this uh, Thursday out with a concussion. He's one of the better tacklers in the open field. Lions have had some issues the last couple of weeks with Justin Fields running the ball and Daniel Jones last week. They got to contain Josh Allen. For more on your Detroit Lions in this Thursday's big matchup, be sure to check out the Lockdown Lions podcast every Monday through Friday right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Your team every day. A classic NFC East battle coming up next between the Giants and Cowboys. That will decide who's in second place in that division. With playoff implications waiting on Thanksgiving, Locked On Cowboys looks at how Dallas stays hot after knocking off the Vikings. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win this Thanksgiving Thursday. They need to stop the run against the New York Giants. Hi, I'm Landon McCool with the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And coming off a huge win in Minnesota, 40-3, against a very good Minnesota Vikings team, the Cowboys will face a very highly ranked New York Giants team that seems to be a little bit of an enigma. Much like the, the Vikings, it feels like at times that their, their record has been artificially inflated, but they are still a difficult team to play against. And for the Cowboys, who have at times struggled to stop the run, they could present a, spe a special problem for them. They obviously have Saquon Barkley, who is the focus of their run game, but they also have Daniel Jones, who is known to pull the ball on zone reads and make huge gains running the football himself. So the Cowboys really need to make sure that they can find a way to stop the run early so that they can put the Giants into pass rushing situations, which is obviously where the Cowboys thrive. On the other side of the ball, I think the Cowboys should be able to move it, especially against a very banged up Giants secondary. Uh, so the key will really be to make sure that the Giants aren't able to keep the Cowboys offense off the field with a vaunted running game. For more on the Dallas Cowboys, check us out on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And for more on your favorite team, Check out any one of the other pods on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. The Patriots somehow figured out a way to win without scoring an offensive touchdown last week, but they'll probably need a little bit more on offense when they take on the Vikings this Thanksgiving. Locked On Patriots looks forward to that final game of Thursday's triple header. The New England Patriots have a number of concerns heading into this Thanksgiving night matchup with the Minnesota Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. And although the defense is going to have its hands full with a potentially explosive Minnesota offense, their concerns mostly reside on the offensive side of the ball, especially in pass protection along the offensive line. Minnesota has a pair of very good pass rushers in Zadarius Smith and Danielle Hunter, who have combined for 15 and a half of their 26 sacks. That's notable because quarterback Mac Jones has struggled against pressure recently. 
16 sacks over the course of the last three starts, including six in each of the outings against the New York Jets. But if Matt can find some comfort, he should be able to use receivers like Jacoby Myers and tight ends like Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith effectively. However, that is not going to be easy. The New England Patriots offensive line continues to be banged up with center David Andrews and tackle Isaiah Wynn fighting injuries, which could keep him out of this matchup. If the Patriots continue to get pressured, they're going to have to use the running game, and that is where Ramondre Stevenson comes in. It's not a death knell for the Pats, though. They may be able to find some success against Minnesota's defense, as Minnesota clearly had its hands full with Tony Pollard against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. If the Patriots can find some ways to keep Minnesota's defense on its heels, New England Patriots have a good chance to go into the Northwest this week and be able to come away with a win in Minnesota and move to seven and four on the 2022 NFL season. Tom Brady and the Bucks finally back at 500 and atop the NFC South, but Tampa still has plenty to figure out before they are ready to contend in the playoffs again. Hoping to continue to get back on track against Cleveland this week, locked on Bucks and locked on Browns, going to what each side needs to do to get the win. Rested, relaxed, and perhaps a little bit unburdened. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers come out of the bye week looking to get their third straight win. I'm David Harrison of the Locks on Bucks podcast. And in order for Tom Brady to get that third straight win, I think it's going to come down to the running backs going up against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns defense is 23rd in the NFL in rushing yards per carry, 28th if you go down to the per game rankings. But not only are the Buccaneers good at getting their running backs involved in the in the ground game, of course, but also in the passing game. Leonard Fournette currently second in targets among running backs from behind between the numbers behind or at the line of scrimmage and then first in running back targets when you're talking about zero to 10 yards again between the numbers beyond the line of scrimmage. Specifically, the Buccaneers are doing that to keep defenses from overcommitting to pressure up the middle, which not only is where the Buccaneers offensive line is the weakest, but also where Tom Brady appreciates pressure the least. So Tom Brady, the GOAT, is out there. Of course, he's going to do his thing, but the Buccaneers are going to need the running backs to be involved often and early against the Cleveland Browns on the ground in the passing game. Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, potentially Giovanni Bernard and Keyshawn Vaughn going to play a big role in the Buccaneers win this weekend for more on the Buccaneers at the Cleveland Browns this weekend check out James Jarko and I the Locked On Bucks podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day hey Cleveland Browns fans Jeff Lloyd from the Locked On Browns podcast getting you ready for Sunday at First Energy as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come in to face your Cleveland Browns the farewell swan song of Jacoby Brissett and his final start for the Cleveland Browns before the return of Deshaun Watson Jacoby Brissett has been more than anticipated from a playing standpoint this year, a leadership standpoint, and it showed really well. For the Browns to have any chance to keep this season alive, they need to get a W in this final Jacoby Brissett start. Offensive line struggles the last two weeks, which are unexpected. Hopefully that gets cleaned up, even though the Browns will be starting a third center this season. The defensive line, something needs to happen. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers run the ball with a major focus on trying to do that as they try to get themselves back in the race in the NFC South. Browns, Bucks, Sunday and First Energy. Make sure you're following the Lockdown Browns podcast wherever you get your podcast, YouTube, and of course, Roku. The Bengals offense is on fire right now, and Cincinnati has the division lead in sight with Baltimore just a game ahead. Meanwhile, Tennessee sits comfortably atop the AFC South and hopes to widen that gap with a big win against the reigning AFC champs. The Locked On hosts of both teams preview a big matchup in Tennessee this weekend. 
The Tennessee Titans must have success in the passing game against the Cincinnati Bengals if they want to get revenge for last year's playoff loss. My name's Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. The key to victory for the Titans in Week 12 is simple. They need to be able to throw the ball against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are going to have a similar game plan that the Titans faced against the Green Bay Packers. The Bengals are probably going to play 6-1 up front to try to limit the run game with Derrick Henry. And then on offense, they're going to look to win matchups on the outside in one-on-one situations with their playmaking wide receivers. Can the Titans play the way they played last week, winning through the air on offense, but do even more than they did against the Packers, against a much better team in the Cincinnati Bengals? The Titans are going to have to attack through the air and have success if they want to keep pace with Cincinnati and ultimately defeat the Bengals at home. For more analysis, check out the Locked On Titans podcast. Locked On Titans, it's your team every day. The Houston Texans have a tall task this week. They'll try to beat the Dolphins and Tua, who still has not lost the season when he plays all four quarters for Miami. Locked On Texans tells you what Houston needs to do to beat that fast Miami offense. Things Houston can do to win the game. Not much is on here, but if they do have a shot, it will be getting Damian Pierce back involved in the running game in a positive way. I'm John Hickman with Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Damian Pierce, 10 carries on eight with eight yards on Sunday versus the Washington Commanders. This can't be a trend heading into the Miami Dolphins game. This is an explosive offense, and a way to combat that is running the ball and keeping them off the field. Miami is allowing nearly 117 rushing yards per game. So this is somewhat of a weakness the Houston Texans can exploit. The interior offensive line, I think, gets a break this week after going on the gunlet. Dexter Lawrence, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles game, and then Jonathan Payne, Jonathan Allen and De'Ron Payne, they really had their day on Sunday. So they're going to break. This is an opportunity for them to catch their breath, get a push on the opposing defensive lineman, get some bodies out the way, and allow Damian Pierce to open up their offense by getting some big positive yards. Coming up, Aaron Rodgers needs a win against the Eagles. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I know when I look for jobs, I always check LinkedIn because I feel like it's a great place for any hiring manager to see what my qualifications are and see whether I would be a good fit for that job opening. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NFL. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. The Commanders have a winning record, but they sit in last place in the NFC East. The Falcons have a losing record, but they are just a game out of it in the NFC South. With very different stakes going into this matchup, Locked On Falcons and Commanders preview this upcoming battle in D.C. Establishing the run is the key to victory for the Atlanta Falcons in week 12. I'm Aaron Freeman, host of Locked on Falcons. This weekend's Falcons versus Commanders matchup features two teams that will lean heavily 
on their running games. Since Commanders quarterback Taylor Heineke took over as the starter back in week seven, Washington's offense ranks fourth in rushing yards. And you can guess who ranks third. Of course, that's the Falcons. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it, especially now with tight end Kyle Pitts out with injury. The Falcons should lean more on their running game than before. Washington's defense, however, has been pretty stingy against the run this season. But as we saw in week 11, the Eagles had little issue moving the ball against them on the ground, but simply did not possess the ball for long enough to rack up huge yardage resulting in Philly's first loss of the year. The Falcons, of course, will hope to avoid that fate by pounding it down Washington's throat, much as they did to the NFL's currently number one ranked rushing defense in the San Francisco 49ers to the tune of 168 yards rushing in that week six win for the Falcons. And if the Falcons can have similar success on the ground, they should be able to walk away with a W and get their record back to 500 and keep their thin playoff hopes much more alive for more coverage of this matchup follow locked on falcons part of locked on podcast network your team every day once was good twice was nice three times would be even better i'm david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and in order for washington to get their sixth win in seven games they're going to need to once again rely on their rushing game the commanders have rushed for 150 plus yards in each of their last two games both of them victories three times all year they've rushed for 150 plus yards all three of those victories they've rushed for over 137 yards in five of taylor heineke's starts and in four of them they've run the ball 30 times or more all of those except for minnesota which commanders fans believe that the team either could have or maybe should have beaten the minnesota vikings my co-host chris russell the rooster does not believe that running the ball this much is a sustainable model for the Washington Commanders. And while generally I would agree with him, I do think they can get it done one more time against the Atlanta Falcons at home in FedEx Field, get that win and set up the NFC East to potentially have three eight win teams or better after week 13 of the NFL season. For more on this game and everything, Washington Commanders, check out the Rooster and I on the Locked On Commanders podcast five days a week, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Two spiraling teams are going to meet up this week between the Broncos and Panthers in Carolina. Neither roster has produced more than 16 points in the last two weeks, but something has to give on Sunday. Our Locked On local experts tell you the keys to each team getting a win. What is the biggest key for the Denver Broncos this week against the Carolina Panthers? To be honest with you, we have no clue anymore. I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos, and the Broncos' biggest issue this season with them has been the offensive side of the ball, where they've been unable to put up a consistent amount of points to help the defense. On the flip side, anytime the Broncos have had a 10-0 lead this season, which has happened three times to be exact, they've been unable to maintain that lead as well. So what gives at this point is its evaluation season for the Denver Broncos. They face a very aggressive Carolina Panthers defense we just want to see, be able to see growth with Clint Kubiak now serving as the play caller for this Broncos football team. Can they utilize the quick passing game? And on the defensive side of the ball, can Patrick Sertan and the Broncos defense bounce back after a letdown game against the Las Vegas Raiders? You get all that coverage on the Lockdown Broncos postgame report this week following Denver versus Carolina on your favorite audio podcasting platform or whether you watch on YouTube. The Carolina Panthers will need a strong performance from Sam Darnold at quarterback if they're going to beat the Denver Broncos on Sunday. Hi, I'm Julian Council, the host of the Locked On Panthers podcast, and Sam Darnold's in. 
First it was Baker, then it was PJ, then it was Baker again. Now it's Sam Darnold as the Carolina Panthers head into their Week 12 matchup against the Denver Broncos. Two of the worst offenses in the NFL meeting up at Bank of America Stadium. And as we've seen all year long, the Carolina Panthers have not gotten consistent quarterback play. Baker Mayfield in his six starts has not been good enough. P.J. Walker's had his moments, but overall we know he's not the answer. And we saw last year that Sam Darnold's not the answer long term, but can he be a backup option for the Carolina Panthers who have the next six weeks to prove it? Starting on Sunday against Denver, so we'll see how it works out as far as the Panthers trying to get a victory, but they're going to need Sam Darnold to play well in order for that to happen. For more on your Carolina Panthers and this weekend's matchup, be sure to check out the Locked On Panthers podcast every Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Ravens are going to take a four-game winning streak into Jacksonville Sunday to face a Jaguars team coming off a bye week. Locked on Ravens and Jags list the keys to a win for both of these AFC teams. The Baltimore Ravens must make Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable in their Week 12 matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Kevin Allstarker, the host over at Locked on Ravens. Baltimore will be looking to extend their winning streak to five games and move the record to 8-3 and three in Week 12. And a key to that is being able to make Lawrence uncomfortable, potentially force a couple of turnovers. Baltimore has generally had success against young quarterbacks playing against their defense for the first time. Matt McDonald's taken over the unit from Don Martindale and has done really well after settling in to his role. Patrick Queen's playing well. Will Cron Smith as well, playing very well in the secondary, playing lights out. And they also have to contain guys like Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, and more. For Baltimore's offense, the key is Lamar Jackson. He is always one of the biggest keys in the game for the Baltimore offense. Also, the run game, though, to get back on track after somewhat of a subpar performance against Carolina in week 12 and get back to their identity as a dominant ground team on offense. We're on the Baltimore Ravens and their week 12 matchup with Jacksonville. Be sure to follow the Locked Ravens podcast and subscribe on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Stopping Lamar Jackson is paramount, but be realistic that you have to score on offense. This is Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars, and these are your keys to victory for Jacksonville this Sunday against Baltimore. You're going to have to try to limit Lamar Jackson a little bit, but you have to also understand that that's pretty much impossible. So what you have to do is your Jacksonville is don't get into this conservative takeaway game plan, trying to control the football. You better be aggressive and score as many points as you can try to get over 30 and then put the pressure on Lamar and that crew to keep up. The last thing you want to do is get into a ball control fest with the Baltimore Ravens because that's right up their alley. I say be super, super aggressive and just hope to contain Lamar Jackson just a little bit. The Seahawks are also coming off their bye this week. While the Raiders won their first road game all season long, they're going to try to make it two in a row this Sunday with Seattle hoping to stay atop the NFC West. Locked on Seahawks gives the keys to beating Vegas. Looking to keep pace with the 49ers atop the NFC West standing, the Seahawks will be back in action with the Raiders coming to Lumen Field in Week 12. I'm Corbett Smith, host for the Locked On Seahawks podcast. The Seahawks have been one of the biggest surprises through the first 11 weeks of the season with a 6-4 and four record. They're currently in second place in the NFC West due to tiebreakers. They lost to the 49ers in Week 2, both teams at 6-4. and four. Unfortunately, they are the wildcard team right now from this division, but very much alive in the race to win this division, and if they want to be out the 49ers they have to win games against inferior opponents like the Raiders in my opinion the biggest key to this game for the Seahawks start fast especially after failing to score any points against the Buccaneers in the first half in Munich two weeks ago 
Geno Smith and company needed to come out red hot against one of the worst defenses in the NFL, put a bunch of points on the board early and make it impossible for the Raiders to come back. The Raiders did overcome a 10-point deficit against the Broncos last weekend. Don't give them the opportunity to do that. Squash them early. Let the boisterous 12s take over. If the Seahawks can do that on offense, the defense should feed off of that. Gives them a very good chance to get their seventh win of the season coming off their bye. At one point, most people wondered if the Chiefs were going to be the same without Tyreek Hill in the offense, but Kansas City finds itself right back at the top of the AFC after winning for the fourth straight time last weekend. KC hosts a Rams team that's losing pieces by the day, and Locked on Chiefs tells you how Kansas City is going to be able to take advantage. Your Kansas City Chiefs host the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday afternoon. This is a 3.30 kickoff and be ready for this game. This is going to be in a little bit of an interesting one. It looks like Matt Stafford is going to be out for this game, which likely means John Wolford could start, although he's dealing with injuries as well. If you look at what this game is going to be for Kansas City, this represents a trap game. The Rams are going to be without Cooper Cup. They're going to be without Matt Stafford. The offense of the Rams should not be able to keep up with Kansas City. So if you're looking for a key to this game, it is to get, get out of it healthy. I think Kansas City wins this game, and I think that they are able to do that by running the ball well and getting other players involved like they did last week in Sky Moore, Justin Watson, uh, Jody Fortson, and maybe even Noah Gray on offense. And that is going to be the key to Kansas City's win this weekend. The Saints are 4-7, and seven, but somehow they're still in the mix because of the weak NFC South. And this week, they need to win in San Francisco to have a realistic shot at staying in it for much longer. Locked on Saints looks at the chances New Orleans has in San Fran on Sunday. It's time to take it back to the schoolyard. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. If the New Orleans Saints want to avoid the absolute buzzsaw the San Francisco 49ers proved themselves to be on Monday Night Football against the Arizona Cardinals, they're going to have to play an old-fashioned game of keep-away. And that means they're going to have to convert some third downs, lean on their run game, keep the ball out of the hands of that San Francisco 49ers offense that is absolutely laced with weapons. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayu, Christian McCaffrey, the Saints, dealing with injuries on the defensive side, simply don't have the ammunition that it takes to match up with those guys on a down-by-down -down basis and all the different things that they can do. So for the Saints, they're going to want to keep the ball in their hands and out of Jimmy Garoppolo's in order to get a win this weekend. If you want to know more about how the Saints can do that and what a win would mean for the New Orleans Saints, we're breaking it all down over on the Locked On Saints podcast, free and available on all podcast apps every single Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Aaron Rodgers needs to beat the Eagles this weekend to avoid seven losses in the last eight Packer games, while Jalen Hurts hopes to get back on track after a loss and a close call last week against the Colts. Locked on Eagles tells you how Philly beats a desperate Green Bay team this week. The Philadelphia Eagles need to be very disciplined situationally on Sunday Night Football to beat the Green Bay Packers. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. The Eagles last year on defense, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, his unit got shredded by star quarterbacks week after week. They played weak, soft cover two defense. They were afraid to get beat deep, and they let everything go in front of them. Of course, you have to take into account that Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks ever at pushing the ball down the field, and their rookie receiver, Christian Watson, is heating up. So, of course, you have to take that into account, but they need to be great situationally. If it's third and two, they also need to know that Aaron Rodgers 
oftentimes takes what a defense gives him. And also, they have two really good running backs in the backfield, and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. The Eagles' defense bounced back in a big way against the run last week against the Colts, stopping Jonathan Taylor, but they need to make sure they are also taking into account that they might need to have these boxes loaded with some more players on Sunday. Whatever the play calls for situationally, that's what they need to do on defense, not be stubborn and only play one kind of way. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Steelers and Colts provided plenty of great footballs in the years of Manning and Roethlisberger, but this week's Monday Night Football battle instead will pit two teams with quarterback question marks and losing records against one another. Locked on Colts tells you how Jeff Saturday gets back to winning in primetime. The Indianapolis Colts are back on the roller coaster and looking for answers offensively. This week, they'll be giving it a go on national television at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football. This is Jake Arthur of the Locked On Colts podcast. This week, the Colts might need to rely on an area of their offense that has had little to no success or consistency this year, and that's the passing game. The Steelers' run defense is pretty good. They currently rank 7th in the NFL. The Colts have really only been able to run the ball at will in a couple of different games this season, so it's tough to say that it's their recipe for success against a stout defense like Pittsburgh's. However, through the air, they could have the advantage. The Steelers' D ranks dead last against the pass, giving up about 272 yards per game. Cornerbacks Cam Sutton, Levi Wallace, and Arthur Mollette have definitely had their struggles, so there's really no excuse for guys like Michael Pittman Jr. and Paris Campbell not to be productive in this game as guys who get a lot of quick shots. Alec Pierce could also get in the fold if Matt Ryan has time to throw. Uh, That may be easier said than done as the Colts are tied for the worst mark in the league and sacks surrendered with 40. If you're the Colts, you hate looking at Pittsburgh's defensive front and seeing T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, and Alex Highsmith. Uh, Watt's only played three games, but Highsmith has picked up the slack with nine sacks through ten games. As for the Colts' defense, not really worried. Uh, They're a really good group, and there's no reason to think that that won't remain the case on Monday. The Steelers' offense ranks in the bottom half of the league in pretty much everything, at least everything that matters. Uh, Rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett has tossed three touchdowns to eight interceptions so he may give the Colts defense a couple gifts and he's been sacked about three times per game which is an er another area the Colts have struggled with consistency we'll have much more on this matchup this week on locked on Colts check us out every Monday through Friday it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts we're part of the locked on podcast network your team every day That's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for making Locked On Game to Game your first listen every single weekday. Make sure that you subscribe to Locked On NFL and, of course, your favorite team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.